Hi everyone, it's good to see you all and it's good to be here. Um, my name is Katie, I'm a restrictor bulimic and compulsive eater. Um, hi, and I'm a little nervous. I, I think I've shared once on Zoom, um, but it definitely feels different not to be in the room with all of you. Um, so um, yeah, I just wanna say a quick prayer to and just ask my higher power to, um, yeah, guide my share and just let my higher power speak through me to all of you today. Um, yeah, I really want to meet you where I am today. And where I am today is I had a really hard morning. Um, I am going to be in a wedding, a very close friend's wedding next summer, and I had to take measurements for a dress. Um, and boy, was that triggering. I, um, I haven't done that in years. Um, and I, I did it very, I like, I didn't think about it much before I did it. And, um, I just kind of like went for it and then was like obsessing about the numbers and the size and the dress and the way it would feel on my body. And, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to share recovery if I'm like spinning like this? And, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to share, you know, share where I am. I think when I, um, so I've been in program for almost four years and I have, uh, about three and a little bit more than three years of abstinence. And I think when I was first sharing in this program, I would, I would want to like kind of do this show of like, oh my gosh, look, I'm so, look how recovery looks on me and I'm amazing and it's changed my life. And all of that's true. And uh, it's also true that life is still life and I still have moments, um, where body obsession creeps in. So, um, I, I, I had an idea of what I was going to share yesterday in terms of literature. And then this morning I spent the morning reading this book. Um, it's a new conference approved book. It's called, uh, body image relationships and sexuality. And, um, so just making a plug that, um, you know, this is a really awesome book. And I just, there's a passage that I really loved. So I'm going to read it to you. Um, the, the entry is titled Body Talk. Um, and it's on page 25. Um, and she goes, uh, after being abstinent and keeping off 75 pounds for a few years, I have a special eighth step amends to make, an amends to my body. I owe you my body, amends for more than 35 years of stuffing and starving you, shaming and scolding you, shutting you up, shutting you down, and disregarding your cries. I, I tried to cut myself off from having to deal with you, to believe that the physical didn't matter. I was taught to avoid sins of the flesh to avoid you. I was teased and humiliated about your size and shape. I took better care of my car than you. I rejected you. I didn't want a body. Nothing felt right about you, but you never left me. You took the blows and you stayed. You tried to talk to me, warn me, and yell at me before you started to break down, but I never listened. My relationship with you mirrored my relationships with my mother, men, church, and society. You were denied, disregarded, and found to be unacceptable. It's funny that I, someone so afraid of abandonment, never considered how you have stayed all the while trying to talk to me, point the way, connect with me. I am forever sorry for my inattention and forever grateful for your loyalty. 
You are the vehicle my soul will be driven around. You like to be cuddled and carried and stretched and comforted. You like warm sand, lavender lotions, gentle winds, and soft cat fur. I'm sorry for not listening to you all these years. Today I am listening. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to share that because it really grounded me and, um, and it really reminded me about what it was like, um, you know, before I found recovery. Um, and I also want to talk a little bit about transformation and, and what the 12 steps have done for me in my life. And I, um, yeah, I think sometimes, some days when I have um, hard moments like this morning, I can spin and I can forget that things are different now because it's still painful, those moments. Um, but it's really helpful to remember to remember what it was like and, and to talk about it and share um, what, thank you, um, whether that's in a meeting or with sponsees. So um, yeah, what it was like, um, you know, all I thought about was myself. Um, to put it very, very simply, I just thought about myself. I just thought about my body. Um, I was never, ever present. Um, I, uh, and that was the case, you know, starting at as early as like four or five years old. I remember being, um, next to someone in class, uh, and sitting down on the chair and seeing that my thighs were bigger than someone else's and just being like, oh my God, I am not okay. I need to go get scissors and cut my thighs. That was what my five-year-old brain thought. And how my five-year-old brain got there, I don't know. I don't, you know, I can, I can make a lot of guesses, but it actually doesn't matter so much. Um, it's just, yeah, she was, she was a very sick little girl. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to do the laundry list of all of the humiliating things I've experienced, but I'll share, I'll share a few. I, I remember being weighed in, um, second grade and the number just being, you know, it was a number who, it was like, yeah, it was a number and I ascribed meaning to that number. And from then on, it was always like, how can it be smaller? How can it be smaller? Um, and I spent, you know, the remaining years up until 20, how old was I when I came into program? 26, 26 years old when I came into program. Um, I spent the years between five and 26 just like trying to manage my body trying and and what I mean by that is hurting my body by managing it um that was through uh restricting that was my first drug of choice you know I um I learned that I could if I ate only a little bit then I um I felt in control I felt safe um eventually I would get so hungry that I would um, eat a lot, I would binge and, um, and that was terrifying, but it also, you know, I, I was able to kind of like manage life by, by like restricting or binging. And then it became purging, um, whether that was throwing up or, or exercise addiction, because I did both. Um, and, um, my life was very, very, very flat, um, 
there wasn't much color. I, um, I had, I really, the line in this passage that I shared with you about how her relationship with food mimicked her relationship with her mom and men. Um, I really, really related to that. I, um, I was in really unhealthy relationships, especially with men, especially in romantic relationships. I only chose people who hurt me. Um, I only chose people who kind of mimicked the abandonment that I experienced as a child. Um, and you know, in the same way that like the food cycle, the binge purge restrict cycle was predictable. Um, so was the cycle with, with relationships. So even though it was terrible and painful, like so, so painful, it was still predictable. And, um, I became addicted to that pain, I think. Um, and, um, yeah, I also just didn't have very, I couldn't be present in my relationships with family, with friends, with um, my work, because all I thought about was my body. I would walk, I would wake up, I would think about my body. What was I eating today? What was I going to wear today? What did I weigh today? Um, it was, I mean, just if there's like a graph, like a pie graph of my of my brain, it was like all food and my body and like maybe a sliver about everything else, like 1%, let's say. Um, and today my life is really, really different than that. Um, I, yeah, what, so what happened was I, I, um, I tried a diet, um, some kind of like cleanse thing. I don't need to name it. And, um, it was just so unmanageable and I hit a bottom, um, and I hit many bottoms before this particular bottom. Um, and I was just, I had the gift of desperation. I had the gift of knowing that I was done doing my own way. Um, and I also had the gift. Thank you, Peggy. I also had the gift of, um, I was living with a friend at the time who is in AA and has, um, several years of recovery in, um, from alcohol. And, um, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to OA. Like, I don't even really know how I learned about OA. Um, but I, you know, I had that, that moment of desperation after the diet and, um, I, I had like another binge. I was, um, and it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even like a ridiculous binge. It was just like, I was, it was unmanageable and I knew I would never be able to do it alone. I had really resigned myself to being someone who would struggle with this forever. Um, and, um, so because I was like, there's nothing left to do. I I went to an OA meeting and some of you were there, uh, that evening. It was the hundred pounder meeting on, um, California, um, at seven 30 on Tuesdays. And, um, and that was it. I was just like, okay, here we are. Like, I am here. I had never been in a room where everyone was honest and everyone was me. Even though like our outsides all looked different, our circumstances looked different, the freedom I felt, um, I feel like really emotional talking about it because I just, I had never felt, um, I had never felt hope like that. Um, and I got a sponsor pretty quickly and... I started working the steps and, um, and I just, you know, I just kept working the steps. I kept 
working with my sponsor. I have, I have a different sponsor now. Um, and, um, that was almost four years ago and I just kept keep, I just kept coming back and, um, the changes came, um, you know, in some ways they came quickly in some ways they came slowly. I, I'll talk a little bit just about my life now. Um, and my life now is I wake up and, you know, today being an exception, I, um, I don't think that much about my body. I, you know, I get dressed. Um, I wear clothes that fit and I wear clothes that I've had for several years now. Um, and the size it like they fit. Um, I used to have a closet of like skinny clothes and big clothes and I would go between them in this like really crazy way. Um, and, um, I get dressed and, I, um, I'll just talk a little bit about the tools and like what I do. I, um, I follow a food plan. Um, and it is like really, really, that is one of the things that like really transformed me right away was eating enough. Um, I went to a nutritionist and she taught me how to eat and, um, my body learned how to trust me. And, um, I, I don't need the same thing every day. My, my, I have, I like really do identify as restrictor. So my, my food plan isn't very restrictive, but I have, um, I don't eat sugar. And, um, aside from that, I just have three meals a day and a snack, maybe two. Um, and eating enough has like, it just made that cycle of binge purge restrict. It just made it stop. It like halted it. Um, I, um, today, you know, before program, I was in a career that was like very, very unfulfilling, um, very glamorous actually, but extremely unfulfilling. And, um, and I went back to school in recovery and I just graduated actually, um, a month ago from grad school and I have my first job and I have a career that is so fulfilling and one where I get to be of service and like show up, um, I, um, I go to meetings, I go to like three to five meetings a week. Um, and because of this program, I've gotten recovery in other program. I've started working other programs, um, mostly around relationships. And if anyone wants to talk about that, um, I'll put my number in the chat and, um, and through that recovery, I am in a loving, loving partnership today. Um, that is only because of recovery. Like there's no way this guy, I would have like been interested in this person or like been able to accept the love from this person before I was in recovery because before like I told you I I just dated like the most terrible people um and I was terrible to them so you know that was that was yeah um and um yeah and I have a dog who is like god in you know dog form and he he teaches me patience and acceptance and and showing up for other people which is um you know I didn't talk about the tools as much as I wanted to but um being of service and and showing up even when you know I did my stupid measurements this morning and it felt hard I like I still knew that the best way to best way to get over that and get out of my my head and sick thinking was to show up here and um and be of service and and um that's the that's the biggest tool that I have is is being of service and um yeah and that that's it and thank you thank you so much for letting me share and I can't wait to hear from all of you